Welcome to the HR Like a Boss podcast. Join John Bernadovich as he embarks on a journey to get to know amazingly awesome HR and business professionals to understand what it takes to do HR like a boss. Each week, John chats with professionals with a wealth of knowledge and practical experience to help you tackle HR's biggest challenges. If you enjoy the show, don't forget to subscribe, hit the five-star rating, and share it with your HR friends. John is a father, husband, competitive golfer, author of HR Like a Boss, and founder of Willery, a professional services firm dedicated to HR and payroll technology and people. He is devoted to transforming the workplace by empowering the HR and payroll communities to navigate their ever-evolving business landscape with ownership and passion. You're listening to the HR Like a Boss podcast, hosted by John Bernadovich. On today's show, I'm super excited to be joined by Carla Wadiga. Carla is a friend that I have known over the years as being so professional, so kind, and so smart. She's a colleague that works at Pradco, and I cannot tell you how excited we are to have her on the HR Like a Boss podcast. Carla, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me, John. I'm really excited to be here. It's an honor. Yeah, my pleasure. Well, let's start with those that have not had the pleasure to meet you roaming the halls of Northeast Ohio's leadership and corporate offices. I know you do a ton of work with executive leaders and support Pradco's business as well as your awesomeness. Please tell those that don't know about you a little bit about your background, where you're from, who you are, and your passion for human resources. Yeah. Hey, thanks for the opportunity. Yes, I am the Vice President of Organizational Development at Pradco, which is a boutique management consulting firm in Chagrin Falls, just south of Cleveland. And what I do there is I have responsibility for our training and development programs and workshops. It might be just-in-time learning, a workshop here or there, or it might be a program that goes on for months with many workshops, maybe some coaching and some assessments built in. I also have responsibility for our coaching lane, and that is the one-on-one attention that we give executives and other types of leaders who need a little support, want to level up, go from good to great. And uh, I really appreciate the one-on-one attention I get to give clients. Like you said, I work with a lot of executives, but also middle managers, emerging leaders. We, we serve anybody at Pradco who's looking to develop. At Pradco, we do have one other large lane, and that's assessments. And that's how we started nearly 68 years ago. And I'm really proud to say that you don't see a lot of small firms like ours that with that longevity. Uh, and our assessments, we've we've got many. They run the gamut from executive C-suite development assessments to pre-hire assessments to 360s. So uh, we have a large uh, opportunities, some suites of assessments out there to help people develop uh, into the leaders that they want to be. Now, how I got there, and I won't be too long-winded, I'll just give you the high level. Uh, I started out in television news, and everybody kind of laughs when they hear that, but uh, that's that's what I started doing. I was a news anchor for a little over a decade, not here, And uh, love that. But at some point decided the business was kind of going into an infotainment realm and I was more interested in news. So I decided, much like HR professionals know, I either need to go with it or do something else. And so I decided to do something else. And I went into PR and communications. 
In that, I served a lot of very high-level leaders, uh, national policymakers, university presidents, and I had a window into what leadership looks like and how it looks different on different people. And I became fascinated by the study of leadership. So at that point, I did a career pivot, went back to school, got a new master's degree in organizational development, got certified as a coach, got certified in appreciative inquiry and emotional intelligence for business and all kinds of assessment things, and uh, went into uh, roles that were more leadership development focused. So for a while, I was the director of Leadership Cleveland, and then I moved over to Pradco, where I've been for the past five years. How cool. I, I knew that story about your background, and it's not something to laugh about. What a tremendous experience. I'm sure that was. And certainly your presence on camera and, and, and your voice as you as you go over the airwaves of this podcast, people are going to say, wow, she's she sounds like a pro. And she literally is. <laughs> wow. All that tutelage and experience brought brought you a lot of I, I'll probably think a great a great number of experiences and, and great things that you were able to do in your career. At the same time, I know you do professional speaking, and my sense is that probably seems a lot easier than staring into a camera. I know when I have to stare into a camera, I get more intimidated than there's 500 people staring at me in an audience. Are you that same way or not? You probably got over that over the years is my guess. You know, I'm glad you asked that question because I see them as maybe two different challenges. I love the energy of being in person with people. And at the same time, if we're here on video, I don't have to worry about my shoes. So, you know, there are pros and cons. <laughs> I got you. Exactly. Yeah, totally cool. Shoes are such a big thing. I'm so into dunks now. My son got these pair of dunks once and he wore them one time. They were pretty expensive. And he told my oh. wife, I don't like them anymore. My friends made fun of me. And they just so turned out to be the same size that I could wear. And I'm wearing my son's dunks. People think they're cool on me. Maybe not on 16-year-old son, but... Anyway, we're not here to talk about dunks. We're not here to talk about newscast. We're here to talk about HR. And I start off all guests on the HR Like a Boss podcast with the same question, and I'll, I'll pose it to you. Carlo, how would you describe the purpose of human resources? Yeah, I think the purpose, in my opinion, of human resources is to really look at the two words that build that up, human resources. So we know in organizations, we need resources to get the work done. And the biggest part of that, the most important part of that is the human part. And we can't ignore that. I think of manufacturers where they might have a plan for maintenance of the machinery and CapEx projects, but are they thinking about developing the people? And that's really where the human resources piece comes in, nurturing, supporting, caring for, developing the, the people who make the organization hum. Uh, we refer to organizations as things. And in my opinion, there is no organization without the people. People are organizations and organizations are people. And so human resources make sure that those organizations can succeed by supporting the most important part of the organization. Yeah, Carl, I'm going to add on to that a little bit, if you don't mind, is there's an element of being a CEO and founder of a business. I have two children, Will and Mallory, but some might say I have a third child with Willery, and I own two other companies as well. So I have five children, if you look at it that way. And, and I do look at my business as an organic thing, as something that's living, breathing. We have to feed it. We have to take care of it. And I look for employees that actually believe that same thing and ones that feel that connection and tie to our business as a living, breathing thing that they want to protect, they want to grow, they want to take care of. And I know that isn't always the case 
inside of an employer and employee relationship. And one of the ways that I have seen that evolve for us at our firm, Willery, better than it has in the past is when we started to really develop our leadership team. And Pradco was an intimate part of that, having done our initial assessments, working with us on 360s, providing leadership coaching to us throughout the years. And as you were saying, 68 years, I don't want to date myself that I was around 68 years ago, but I was at the 60th anniversary for Pradco nice. in the parking lot, which was pretty cool. That was a fun event under the white the white lights and, and the beautiful tent that uh, the team had set up there. But the importance of managers and leaders inside of an organization. I know your life's work now is dedicated on supporting a majority of people in that realm and capacity. You've done a bunch of presentations. You've probably studied it inside and out. You've seen a lot of data. What what do you have to tell or say, or how can you inform and support the HR professionals that are listening around doing that better, supporting leaders better, driving meaningful, impactful work to your employees through great management teams? How, how, how do you suggest they do that? Yeah, great question. Thank you. It comes back to the people, right? And making sure that the good ones stay. And we're hearing a lot from our clients right now about retention and engagement. We do believe they go hand in hand. And the thing is, it's not a one-size-fits-all solution. So for organizations, they need to be thinking about how might we kind of give a variety of ways to engage employees so they can latch on to the things that are meaningful to them? And how do we retain our people that would really, it, it would be a detriment to the company if they left? And so we think about development, we think about coaching, we think about even developmental assessments because a lot of growth comes from that first piece of self-awareness. And so how can we make sure that people who are in our organizations already working really well for us can feel valued? And that can be the attention and the support that they get through some development, through conversations about, are you motivated? Are you feeling good about your work? What does motivation look like for you? What gets you out of bed and gets you to come in here every day, right? Or at least log on. <laughs> A lot of us are doing that too. Uh, but we want to make sure that people feel the value that is requisite to the value they're bringing, right? And so we can do that lots of ways. I, I mentioned the, the development and the training and the coaching and the assessments, and that's all true. We also do engagement surveys at Pradco. We do fractional HR. We have all kinds of services that can lead to that outcome. I think the first step for HR professionals is to remember, are we, are we touching everybody in the organization in a way that makes sense, that, that they can see that we value them and want them to stay? Yeah, it makes a ton of sense. And quite frankly, is the reason why I wrote my book is that I cannot imagine that the data from Gallup's two out of three employees are not engaged at work. I've heard math between 80 to 90% of employees don't feel their employer cares about them. Holy cow, is that bad? Yeah. And we're spending billions of dollars on leadership development and getting a return of trillions of dollars lost. And I said trillion Thanks to my friend, Anna Gibson, who runs NORC and is, is a colleague on the Sherm board, Cleveland Sherm board, they're losing in employee engagement. So employees are not engaged and it's costing corporations across the world trillions of dollars. And it's just as a formula doesn't work. It's not sustainable, I don't believe. And I think HR has the best seat at the table to influence and change that. 
And they may not feel like that sometimes, nor do their executive leadership teams or CEOs feel that way. That's why I wrote the book, HR Like a Boss. Anyway, Carla, before we go to our next question, I got to pause and do an advertisement for the host and sponsor of our show. I'm going to ask you at the end if I did okay, because you're a pro at this and you have tutelage. <laughs> So give me one second. I want to thank our sponsor, who you all know is near and dear to my heart, Willery. Willery has supported the formation and continues to provide resources needed to put on this podcast and have incredible guests like Carla to share their wisdom. Willery's purpose is to empower people and is focused on supporting mid-sized companies with our search and direct hire, our direct hire search and temporary staffing services along with a unique client-side advisory and HR technology consulting practice. If you're struggling to find talent in your HR payroll teams or you're not getting a return on your HR tech, please visit willery.com to learn more. Dang it, I screwed up the one part, and I know you're going to critique me. Probably you won't because you're so nice. But <laughs> anyway, that was our pitch. That was Willery. I do okay? I think you did great. And I wouldn't worry about a little fumble. I've always thought that a stumble means nothing if you've got good energy and your energy is great. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right, cool. Let's shift for a second and talk about something that is just gnawing at me big time. And it is a topic that I feel like is getting worse. And I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer or to scare off. I'm maybe trying to create some what is he about to say momentum here. And basically, it's this idea of I think back however long ago when my brother and I would uh, come inside from playing and we'd watch television and we would sit there and we didn't have a remote control. My brother would change the channel with his foot. That's a whole nother story. Anyway, we would stop talking to each other and we would watch television. And then all of a sudden video games came out and we'd start playing video games. And the next thing I know, I, I go to work, I start my career and this thing called email comes out. And then texting comes out. And now we've evolved to this modern age where virtual reality is a real thing, if you want to use that word in air quotes. And AI and emotional intelligence and machine learning, there's threats of it taking over the world and putting all us out of jobs. And I'm just really concerned about the fact that all these innovations, all these new things that are intended to make the world better or intended to drive shareholder value to some company that invented them is taking away the importance of relationships between one person and another. And I feel like without some real intention or some innovation or some significant disruption, I feel like the relationships of the world are diminishing slowly but surely. And I am old school. I don't really like AI. I take advantage of it where I can. I don't really like playing video games, but I'll do it with my son and I'll talk to him the whole time. I really care about the relationships. And I feel like human resources has this opportunity to lead by example when it comes to that, but it's hard for them because if I get too close to an employee and I have to let them go, that's going to make it hard. Or I don't want to cross the line with a relationship with a manager. And I feel like that is a miss. There's a way to do that professionally and caring and responsibly. At the same time, leading by example by building those relationships gives those managers and other leaders and other employees a chance to see, oh, HR is doing it effectively. And I see the impact of people staying because they like Carla, our HR director, and they feel a connection with them. So I just pontificated in the longest question in the history of the HR Like a Boss podcast because I care about this stuff. 
how do you think human resources can help leaders and managers build more effective relationships at work? Mm, boy, wish we had more time. We could go on and on about this, but it's an important question, and I appreciate you asking it, and it's important to me, too. Uh, we have a social fabric that is fraying, I think. And so I would agree with you. This is something that HR can influence. It became a hot topic when the world came out of the pandemic and all kinds of HR organizations were talking about what do we do now? Do we go back to the office? Do we do hybrid? Are we remote only? And I know your company, you know, this was not as disruptive for you uh, as far as, as being remote than some other organizations, but it's still a hot topic because even though some of that has leveled off, companies with whatever decision they made about remote status or not might not like the decision they made, and they might still be grappling with that and thinking about the outcomes. And all of that is to say, in my opinion, I think that there is some value to being in person together at times. I, I cannot say that I agree. Everybody has to be in the office five days a week all the time. I think those days have, have kind of gone away. Uh, but I do think there's a purpose for, for being physically together. And this comes into play with training and development. Now at Pragco, we certainly do virtual training and it's helpful for global teams when everybody is everywhere. At the same time, I know how I feel when we can be together, when everybody gets together. And, and I've been with your team, you know, together in a room too, John. And there's an energy there. There's a, I like to say, je ne sais quoi about people being together, that it's hard to put your finger on why it feels good, but it does. There's some energy. And so I think making sure that people get doses of that along the way is really important. I also think it's easy to hide in a remote environment where people, you know, may not check in as much or have those conversations. Now, I'm like everybody else. I get busy. I get, uh, you know, annoyed once in a while when, uh, when there are lots and lots of sidebar conversations in the office and I have a lot to do. I'm probably more productive at home if, if we're talking honestly here. And I wouldn't trade it because even though I have a long commute and I don't always like that when I go in the two days a week that I go, I always feel good about it. I don't regret it. I feel like there were small parts of the interactions that we had that we just wouldn't have had. Little conversations about shoes, right? Something like that, John, uh, that matters in the relationship building. And that's not to say you can't build relationships virtually, though. There are lots of people out here who lead teams that are across the globe that they may never meet or very rarely meet in person. And I think there are ways you can do that, but you have to be thoughtful about it. You have to be intentional about it. You've got to build in coffee chats or check-ins or text each other. Hey, have a great day. I saw your calendar. It looks busy. I just want you to know I think you're going to rock it. You got this. Something like that, where you have that human factor in the work that doesn't cross a line. It just makes people understand, hey, I'm here with you. We're both human. We're going to do some great stuff today. Yeah, one of the dynamics I forgot to mention, and you you spot on hit it, is the fact that for however long that was, I try to forget, a year, year and a half, at least in, in that extent, the the, reclu the reclusiveness, the stay-at-home order, the, the social distancing, the fact that we had to separate ourselves from people, I think, multiplied the things that were happening in the innovations with the technology and the, the, the metaverse and the virtual reality and the AI that caused us as human beings to, 
to back off from interactions, one-on-one -on -one interactions with people. And I do agree with you 100%. We've been virtual since I started this firm in 2010, but I tell the story all the time. We, we got together pre-pandemic about every month, every other month as a firm. And now we get together every quarter. And when we do, it feels like a high school reunion of people that want to be at the high school reunion. I know there's a <laughs> faction of people that are listening and say, I've never gone to a high school reunion in my whole life. But those that want to be there, it's this kumbaya. It's this, it's this rapport of how are the kids? How's the dogs? What happens to the last time we chatted? And that absence makes the heart grow fonder. There is some truth to that. But in between each quarterly session, we're interacting with each other on a daily, weekly basis in this type of form, either on the phone or through video chat. I think that that's an important part of building a culture in a virtual company. It cannot be 100% virtual, in my opinion. That is nearly impossible to create that type of rapport. Anyway, Carla, I get all guests out of my show. You've been awesome. I really appreciate it. And I cannot wait to hear your response. The book that was recently released is called HR Like a Boss. This podcast you're listening to, as you probably know, is called HR Like a Boss. Carla, tell all of the listeners, how do you describe someone that does HR Like a Boss? I love this question. Thank you. I think someone who does HR Like a Boss looks at the management and the leadership of people like a boss, right? So a boss, what's a boss care about? The organization's success and the people's success. And they realize those two have a symbiotic relationship. There's a, if we're doing a Venn diagram, they touch, right? And so we want someone to be doing HR like a boss by caring about results and the people who get those results. They understand that deadlines and initiatives need to happen. And they also understand that life happens and people might need a little leniency once in a while, a little understanding once in a while. And they find that middle ground where they can have that high rate of success that they're looking for and also have a lot of people who enjoy what they do, feel like they are working in a very human environment and want to do the best they can every day. Awesome. Well, Carla, you said some really cool things along the way on the show. I do a recap at, at the end of all the shows. Let me start with you talked about this idea of your work at Pradco helping leaders go from good to great. I'm going to challenge you to take them from good to great to amazingly awesome because that's what yes. HR Like a Boss is all about is doing HR in an amazingly awesome way. You also talked about the purpose of HR is developing the people who make the organization hum. They are the ones that create the organicness of a business, and there's there's a feel to that certainly that I know all of you can empathize and understand with inside of your own company. And you also keyed in on the importance of leaders and managers, making sure that the good employees stay within our organization, that they're engaged in what they do, and they're finding meaning in the work that they have. And we have all kinds of things. If you read the book on how you can support and drive that type of intention inside of your organization. And you last talked about the balance between an organization and the employee. There must be harmony and uh, it must be a symbiotic relationship in order for there to be success, not only for the employees, but ultimately for the company. And I believe if we get that right, we can do some really amazingly awesome things in our community by giving back to needed charities or missions that are happening inside of uh, areas that that an organization gets uh, gets really into and behind. But anyway, Carl, that's for a whole nother subject. You were awesome on the show. Thank you for being on the HR Like a Boss podcast. 
Thank you, John. Thanks for checking out the HR Like a Boss podcast. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, you're in for a treat with the book, HR Like a Boss. It's filled with more stories and valuable insights that can truly impact your HR career. The journey doesn't end here. Visit www.hrlikeaboss.com to join the largest community of amazingly awesome human resources professionals who are committed to doing HR Like a Boss. Stay connected with us on social media and don't forget to hit that subscribe button, rate, and review. Your feedback helps us deliver content that matters to you. Reach out to join directly at john at willery.com. Until next time, let's continue to aspire to do amazingly awesome HR.